0: As soon as I open it, roaches Bro, when I walk in the house. <laughs> Did you scream? <laughs> you don't know my life, brother. Welcome back to Econics Talks, guys. When I pop up, everybody going to be like, man, overnight success. Lifestyle topics, entrepreneurship, and investing. Are you serious about this? Because if you are, then I'm willing to back the business. We want to inform you, educate you, and empower you so that you can maximize your life. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? I want to give a huge shout out to all the new supporters that have joined us this year. And I can never forget my day one. So shout out to y'all too. As most of you guys know, running an independent podcast takes a ton of time and energy. Now, if you ever benefited from an episode of this show or many episodes, and you'd like to support, you can do that by buying us a coffee. You can reach that by the support link in the show notes. Or if you're following me or Econics on Instagram, it'll be in the link in the bio. And this will be used to cover any expenses that come with the show. I appreciate everything you guys have done. And this has been such a fulfilling year. Now on to this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Econics Talks. Today is Conscious Mondays, and we will be breaking down the merger between Kroger and Albertsons. So let's go ahead and get right into this The first thing we want to break down is inflation as it relates to food prices. So last month, eggs were up 49 percent. Butter was up 34 percent. Lettuce was up 19.8 percent. Cereals, 16.4 percent. For all my people out here with pets, dogs, anything like that, pet food was up 15.7 percent last month. Milk was up 14.7 percent. 13.1% and beef negative 5.2%. In November, the average US household spent $396 more per month on the same goods than they did a year ago this time. So let's, let's look at, the top six us grocers based on, on us dollar spent. So where are people actually spending this money? So the top retailer is obviously Walmart. So they have about 20.9% of market share. Kroger's number two at 9.9%. Costco is at 7%. Albertsons is at 5.7. I'll hold the Hayes. I've never heard of that grocery store, probably because it's never been anywhere I've lived. Um, Now Publix is at 5.2%. And if this merger is allowed to go through between Kroger and Albertsons combined, they would have around 16% of the market share, which would bring them a lot closer to Walmart's 20. So obviously Walmart is king in this area and uh, retailers are starting to get aggressive in their competition as it relates to trying to take down Walmart. So Back in October, Kroger announced that they will be acquiring their biggest rival, Albertsons. They've agreed to pay $31.10 per share, which totals this deal to be worth around $24.6 billion if it's approved by regulators. So combined, both of these retailers, they do employ more than 700,000 people across around 5,000 stores. So this does raise some concern from investors. Because this has the potential for job loss and obviously layoffs. Now, let's break this down by some of the numbers. So Kroger, they have around 2,800 stores in 35 states. They have 420,000 employees. And this includes 25 banners, which is pretty much like their subsidiaries and stores, now this is Fred Meyer, Ralphs, King Supers, and they're also their, their Kroger lo- locations. So I'm not sure where you guys shop at, but if you've ever heard of any of those brands, um, Kroger owns them, which is dope. Now they do have a market capitalization of 33.3 billion. So Albertsons, on the other hand, they have 2,200 stores in 34 states, and that also includes DC. Now, they do have 290,000 employees and they have 22 banners, which some of them include Safeway, Acme, Tom Thumb, and also their namesake, Albertson Stores. Their market cap is $15.2 billion. Now, would this deal actually lower costs for consumers? So Kroger's CEO, Rodney McMullen. He said that a merger would reduce costs for consumers in in a time where inflation is obviously high and it would increase the profitability and speed up innovation. So when he spoke to the investors, he did say that they anticipate having to divest, you know, or sell off between like 100 to 375 stores. And again, as I mentioned, this was also a concern for potential potential layoffs. So, he presented a unique possibility where they would establish a subsidiary and that would be spun off to Albertson's shareholders prior to the deal closing. And that would also operate as a standalone company. Uh, and I thought that was a very unique uh, proposition. Personally, I've never heard of it being done before, but I don't know everything. So, like I say all the time, y'all, Google is your friend. Now, Investors question this because in the grocery business, it's known that their margins are very thin and with prices already being so high, this does increase pressure on their ability to lower prices, you know, for consumers. So here's McMullen's, their CEO, here's his pitch to the investors He's saying that the company would would reinvest 500 million from the deal in cost savings to reduce prices for consumers and customers. He also said they would invest another 1.3 billion into Albertsons to enhance their customer experience. And now this is very interesting. So Wall Street is kind of hesitant on a deal like this because, well, They've also seen a spree of grocery acquisitions with little to no changes in the margins so that this is a challenge that they're proposing to obviously Kroger and their CEO. So here's why McMullen says this type of acquisition is different. So one, he does expect them to be able to save around $1 billion in annual recurring savings during the first four years of their combined operations. Kroger also expects to raise its uh, dividend payout, obviously if the board approves that. Now they did talk about an area of opportunity for growth, which is very interesting and this I don't want to spawn off into a whole different sect of, of you know discussion, but they're going to see this as an opportunity to capture shoppers data, and this would allow them to do it just pretty much around a wider base of locations because they've combined the amount of subsidiaries that they own so as, a, as again this makes their that that data engine more powerful this makes their their um essentially their intent to be more strategic now they do want to turn that into online ads so walmart has done very well in this space so as it turns out They've actually turned online advertising into another stream of revenue, and other companies are attempting to use that as another revenue to compete with them as well. So again, everybody's trying to compete with Walmart. Walmart's the giant in this space. So the company would have reached to around 85 million households across the nation You know, if they combined um, their resources. So just imagine how much data they would be able to collect with that much reach. So, with them combining their resources, Kroger's also saying that this would allow them to be able to manufacture goods at a cheaper cost and it increases their bargaining power. Now, how does this benefit us? You know, what does this mean for me and you? What does this mean for people who actually shop at Kroger and Albertsons or any of these subsidiaries? So Kroger's promise to shoppers with those resources, collectively, they would have a portfolio of around 34,000 private label products. This does include premium and organic products, but, and, and obviously, you know, more times than not, they do retail far less than, you know, their name brand competitors. So if you've ever been to Walmart and you've seen a brand called Great Value, that's Walmart subsidiary brand. So likewise, you would have um, that as well at Kroger and, and Albertsons with their respective subsidiaries. They've also cited that they can do more personalized coupons. Now, I'm not a huge shopper. I mean, this ain't my ministry, y'all. But if you a coupon person, like hold it down so they'll have more personalized coupons for you. They've also said they can provide fresher produce because obviously with more resources, they would have more locations that would that would provide um, them the opportunity to get you fresher produce quicker. And with so many products, this would allow them to be able to lower prices because they're Clientele will have a wider range of products to select from. Now, Kroger does plan to spend one billion dollars um, on higher wages and benefits for its employees. Now, that is good to hear because obviously, a lot of people work in these types of industries, and, and a lot of people do this. You know, from you know old older the general, older generation to the younger generation. Again, what more stores mean for 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 this deal is, and for us is that you get faster delivery times and you get more pickup options for those of you who do shop online um, and do grocery pickups. And this also means more options and again, budget-friendly choices. Now, why does this deal make sense for Kroger and Albertsons? Why did they benefit? So according to numerator data, so they're, they're a research company that did a study, or that came out with a study, um. And they said Kroger could stand to gain 14% Hispanic customers, and this represents around 3 million new shoppers. Now, this is also meaning, or as it relates to the Asian community, that's 13% 13 in the Asian community, and that represents around 2.6 million new shoppers, um, respectively. So Currently, Kroger shoppers are around 12% Hispanic, 7% Asian. So additionally, Kroger's new shoppers may be 25% more likely to live in an urban location and 55% more likely to rely on trains, subways um, to commute to and from home more than the average shopper. So if you guys aren't familiar with the Albertsons brand, Typically, you do find Albertsons in, I would say, like, yeah, like urban neighborhoods. They are they do have lower prices as well. Um, so, yeah. So obviously that would definitely benefit benefit and diversify their product line. So with them being able to to offer uh, the more diverse range of product sizes, this would take care of or this is what the CEO is saying. This would take care of their their diversified shopper base. Now, regarding their private label brands, Albertson's private label is one of the top three private label brands that Kroger shoppers are now switching to, um, as well as Walmart Plus and Sam's Club. Now, Kroger brands have seen consistent share losses, but... Alberson brands have experienced share growth, which is outperformed in the last year with, with sales growth, seven times larger than Kroger. So their sales growth over the last year has been seven times larger than Kroger. This is huge. So now that instantly says that Albertsons has a great connection with their customers, right? So Albertson's private label brands are signature or open nature and value corner. And this is, this is pretty dope because that shows that they have a relationship with their customers. They understand their customers and they know what their customers want, where they shop, how they shop and a bigger label like Kroger struggles in this area. So now with that acquisition, they can take over and again, combine those resources and hopefully, you know, within good faith, they do, they do right by us. Now I won't, I won't even go there, but you know, moving on. Now, e-commerce. <laughs> Albertson's e-commerce strategy has has nearly tripled year over year for the last 12 months. The company has been able to attract new customers to its digital platform, and they've also been able to keep them. And that's very important in business. So not only are they able to, to get new customers, but they're also able to keep them on the platform. They're able to retain them. Now on the inverse, Kroger's e-commerce development has stayed flat, with negligible change, changes in their shares year over year. Growth in this area for Albertsons has been attributed to the store shoppers buying online. And they've also been able to pick it up in store um, through their drive up and go service. So because of this, Albertsons digital sales grew by 36% in the second quarter of this fiscal year. So when a, when a big giant like Kroger looks at, you know, their number four competitor and Albertsons, two smart CEOs say, you know what, we've done well in our area and with our clientele, obviously you do well with your clientele. And this is where you, you thrive. Let's combine our resources and let's see if we can go after, after Walmart and potentially diversify our product lines as well. Now. What are regulators saying about all of this stuff? Is this even possible? Are they going to let this happen? Lawmakers are concerned that this deal would only cost consumers more and rightfully so. So regulators will be assessing where the companies have dominance and they'll weigh if they have too much power when combined. A merger approval is is less likely if they are the top two grocers in many of the markets that they have their locations. So they do have significant overlap in Southern California, Colorado, Seattle, and parts of the Midwest and Texas. They do not have a lot of overlap in the Northeast and southeast re- in southeast regions. Now, consolidation in in the grocery industry historically has not reduced costs for consumers. So I, got, I want you guys to consider that. So think about it in this sense: with more control of a market, naturally. A business can control the price and and obviously the government is responsible for um making sure that price gouging doesn't happen but obviously you know well this is a very interesting interesting acquisition so we'll be following this as always and guys i appreciate you tuning into conscious mondays like share subscribe and hopefully this information was beneficial for you enjoy your monday man peace